Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. And the more you remember this and believe it, the easier your weight loss path is gonna become. Now, before I even get into it, let me just mention, I know Kate Moss said this back in the 90s. She said, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. All she cared about was looking thin. This has nothing to do with that. I wanna make that crystal clear. A, my definition of thin is you weighing what you want to weigh, you living at your goal weight. B, your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life. It's not just a number on a scale, it's not just a size, it's the holistic experience of mastering your weight, your health, your happiness. So. Um, we're talking about something completely different here. But the more you remember and remind yourself that nothing, nothing, literally, the best cake, the best dessert, the best pizza you ever had, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. The more you internalize that, again, the way different you approach this whole process. Because <clears throat> at the end of the day, that's the challenge for you, is that the food is pleasurable. Right now, you know, losing the weight's gonna be pleasurable too, but that's further out, it's in the distance. And so, what you're trying to do, or have been doing up till now, most likely, is to lose weight. You think about reducing your pleasure, right? Because there's the pleasure of the food, and then you're gonna reduce your pleasure, you're gonna deprive yourself of that pleasure in service of some future pleasure that you may get. It doesn't work very well. So, what we want to do is we want to realize we're putting pleasure against pleasure here. We want to internalize the pleasure you get out of not only being thin and healthy, but doing thin and healthy things. So that when you think you have, when you have a food choice in front of you, let's say, you know, you struggle with ice cream. So there's an ice cream, you think maybe I'll get a pint of ice cream. At that moment, the way you're thinking about that choice has been conditioned into you. Meaning you're thinking about getting that ice cream and eating it. You're thinking about the anticipation of looking forward to it and eating it, and then the actual consumption of eating it. And that's how you think about the ice cream and that drives up the cravings. So if we allow ourselves to go five minutes into the consequence of that experience, we change things dramatically. Meaning the question, how will I feel five minutes after I finish the eating the ice cream? Right? So we're sitting there, we're, we're in front of the ice cream case, we're looking at it. If we only think about the excitement and the eating of the ice cream, it's gonna be hard to say no. If we ask ourselves, how am I gonna feel five minutes after I finish eating the ice cream? Well, you know how you're gonna feel, right? And how do we wanna focus on what we're feeling? We wanna notice how are you gonna feel physically, mentally, emotionally, five minutes after you finish eating. And usually if you wanna lose weight, you don't feel well. You know, physically you might feel a little phlegmy, you might feel a little lethargic, a little tired, you know, that, that all that sugar and cream in your body. But mentally and emotionally is where the real consequences are. Um, how do you start speaking to yourself? How do you start thinking about yourself? What do you start saying to yourself? Um, how do you feel emotionally when you eat the ice cream? You know, do you feel discouraged, frustrated, annoyed with yourself? Okay. And so that consequence is always on the other side of finishing the food. But the problem is that you're not used to thinking about that consequence when you're deciding what you're gonna eat, you're just thinking about the anticipation and the consumption. So the saying that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels is a shortcut phrase to get us to remember that when we make the good choices, right? As soon as we say, no, you know what? I don't want the ice cream because I wanna feel good. I wanna feel relaxed and calm. I wanna set myself up to sleep well tonight. So I don't want all that sugar in my body. I wanna feel good about myself as I go to sleep tonight. I wanna wake up tomorrow morning feeling inspired that I ate well tonight. I wanna to get to the end of this weekend knowing that I've been on track with everything and that my weight loss is going the direction I want. I'm truly becoming the person I wanna be inside and out, you see? So, so much of your weight loss really comes down to how you're using your mind. And that phrase, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels is such a wonderful phrase to keep at the forefront of your mind because it keeps you focused on what's important to you. And you need to do this yourself because we live in a culture that does the opposite. You have nonstop, literally, you've been exposed to millions and millions of food ads in your life that are always getting you to focus on the anticipation and consumption of the food and not think about the consequence. But that consequence is there and you're living it day in and day out. So it's up for you, it's up to you to focus on that consequence and start making decisions based on that. And when you start thinking this phrase, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels, it starts to drive home this new belief that's gonna cause you to naturally make better, healthier choices that allow you to get back to your goal weight. So remember this phrase, say it often and remember it because it's true and it makes everything else a lot easier. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Talk about whatever you like here. Anything about weight loss. Thanks, Jennifer. Jennifer's shop. So yeah, here we are on a Monday. Hope everyone's having a nice weekend. Uh, let me see here. 
Let's hop on here before I get a quick coaching call coming up in a little while. So I thought I'd hop on here live and see what everyone's doing. Uh-oh. And of course, all my electronics are going wonky today. Let's try to fix those up. Anyways, so what's everyone up to? I had a great weekend. Speaking about, uh, <laughs> someone got some questions. Hold on. I'm glad you asked questions. I'm about to start babbling about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> how do I start? Um, how do you start? I'm going to assume you mean, how do I start losing weight? And um, I'm glad you asked that question. If that's what you mean, if you don't mean that, I'm going to answer it anyways. And you can clarify what you meant below and I'll answer that. Um, how do you start, right? That, that's such a great question because I think most people and you yourself included without even knowing you, tell me if this is somewhat accurate. How, how do you start, right? You, you start 100%, right? So today's Monday. Um, I always love doing my favorite day to do lives. My favorite day is Sunday, um, but then followed by Monday. But Monday is always interesting because here I am. It's noontime where I am. And so, you know, this is the day you're going to start your plan again. So most people start 100%, right? And again, everyone's got their philosophy. Maybe it's keto. Okay, tomorrow, no more, no more carbs, you know? Or it's like you want to get to 1,200 calories. Okay. Or 16 hours, no eating. But it's always this extreme jump you're, you're using to start with. And it's so short-sighted, you know? And, and that's the, the message I'm constantly preaching here is that, I think the first thing you got to do, if you want to start for real, not just start this dumb bullshit that, that people always do over and over again, just over and over and over again for their whole lives. But if you want to do something different, I would suggest that you start by looking at this process differently and primarily in terms of how long you're thinking about it. Most people think about weight loss as this short-term thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Well, what are you going to do then? I'll figure it out, Jim. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no one figures it out. You know, and so instead of that mindset, start looking at it, start walking the weight mastery path today. It's easy to do. This is how you always know your diet plan's bullshit because you never want to start it. <laughs> if you if you absolutely hate your diet plan, you can't get yourself to start it. You can't get yourself to stick to it. It's not a good diet plan. You can't just measure the diet plan by how fast it'll make you lose weight if you followed it perfectly. You've got to stop. That's magical thinking. It's goofy. You know, so you have to look at the whole picture and realize that you're a person who is probably overwhelmed and tired and just barely doing enough to just get through what you're doing now. And so to add on to that, <laughs> that you are completely going to change your eating 100%, it makes no strategic sense. It's a, it's a shitty strategy. So the starting would be to say, you know what, I want to master my weight. I know that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So I'm going to start slow. I'm going to start focusing on small, systematic, strategic improvements to my eating, to my lifestyle that are going to allow me to not just lose weight because just want to lose weight. That goal is for suckers because, hey, I know a lot of people, all they want to do is lose weight. You know what happens to them? A, they never lose the weight, but B, some of them, when they do lose the weight, me include a couple times, when I lost the weight, I put it all fucking back on again. Ah. Uh. You know, so I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose weight. I want to get back to my goal weight and I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. That's my goal. That's the goal I'm starting aiming at right now today. Oh, I'm tired though. It's the middle of Monday. How am I going to start now? Because I don't need to change everything. I'm just going to do one thing better. Maybe I'll go for a walk when I get home from work. Maybe I'll eat a salad for lunch. Maybe I'll, you know, cut down the ice cream I usually eat at night by half, you know? That's how you know you got a good plan is when you can start in the middle of the day. <laughs> I always joke, um, with program yourself, then it's probably the only weight loss plan on the planet that you would start on a Friday. I, I have more sales um, of, of people start my program Friday than, than I bet anyone else, you know, because no one wants to start on a Friday, right? Because you don't got to kick off your all or nothing thing on a Friday in the weekend, you know? But that's how you know you get a bullshit plan. But I hope that helps you out and I hope that's what you meant. What kind of things do you eat day to day? Um, so I'm programming yourself then. We, we kind of... You have to structure your eating, I believe. That's the one rule of weight loss. The, the golden rule of program yourself, then there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. The one exception, I have never seen anyone successfully lose weight who has not somehow structured their reading. Um, so the main structure we use at Program Yourself Thin is a 5-2 model, okay? Meaning it's a model, it's, a, it's an idea that you obviously, you know, you tweak it, what works for you. But 5-2 meaning five days clean eating, two days pleasure eating. And that works really well for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to go into all now. I mean, it is packed full of psychology and strategy. But clean eating, what's clean eating? Clean eating is just eating natural whole foods. So it's pretty simple. If it, you know, if it, if it comes in the produce section, if you buy it and it's not in a box or a bag, that's usually a good start. If it's one ingredient, you know, that's a good sign. 
Um, the more those types of foods you can put in your body, greens, beans, fruits, vegetables, you know, the more of these you can put in your body, that's clean eating. And then pleasure eating could be clean too, but usually it's not. I mean, pleasure eating is really hyper palatable foods. That's what most people are consisting on or subsisting on is um, hyper palatable foods. Pretty much any processed food is a hyper palatable food. It's a super processed. And um, again, there's a time and a place for them. But if you're going to eat a lot of processed food, you're going to have a very hard time losing weight. Can you do it? Yeah. Well, oh, there's the professor who lost weight on Twinkies and the guy who lost weight on the McDonald's. You can lose weight eating anything. But if you're a real, if you're trying to prove a point or you're in a, you know, a, a very strict situation, but the general person eating hyper palatable food is going to have a very hard time controlling their calories. Okay. So the more natural you eat, the easier the process becomes. And so that's what I eat day to day. I, again, I have, a, I have two different ways of eating. Um, I have kind of the way I eat during the week and then the way I eat during the weekend and, and they're very different. Um, but a typical weekday, I eat the same breakfast every day. Now again, it's, oh, I can never do that. Well, you don't have to. You you give yourself as much variety as you need. But for me, that's one of my superpowers. I'm I'm lazy. I don't like cooking that much. You know, when when I'm, when I'm just in work mode. You know, in the week's work mode for me, I don't want to think about food. I just want to put stuff in my body that's going to get me the best kind of energy, focus, clarity, emotions, all that stuff to work and succeed at work because that's my main goal during the week. And then afterwards, you know, I got family stuff. You know, all throughout there as well. But so I, the clean eating just powers me. I, another way to look at it is like it's fuel. You know, I think of those five days as really fueling me. Very rarely do people think that way, you know? Um, so what do I eat? Yeah, Ezekiel bread, um, natural peanut butter, apple, natural peanut butter. I have a giant salad with six, seven ingredients. I do need a video about it. You can see exactly what's in it. Um, dinner is usually some some whole food thing. Like a lot of times on Monday night, it might be like a grain, some vegetables, chickpea kind of dish. Um, Tuesday night might be like kind of a black bean taco sort of thing, black bean salad sort of thing. Wednesday, every other week, it might be some fish, vegetables, grain, um, you know, things of, things of that nature. But during the week, I'm really aiming to be as clean as I can eat with my eating. I, I like to be very, very little processed food. Um, and, and really on the weekends, I don't really eat a lot of processed food either, but it's more hyper palatable and more, um, more calories in it. Um... I love food too much. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that, you know. It's funny because I was just saying that today, right? So so the lesson today was that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. I get the loving food thing too much. I mean, my dad was like the, the ultimate foodie. I, I've never met anyone that loved food more than he did. I mean, this guy loved food, you know. However, I will tell you, I mean, you know, life's about experiences, you know. So it's like I grew up the first nine years of my life. Everything was food, love, 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 love it. And then he died of a heart attack. And so that, you know, it was like, oh, now I still stuck with that for a while. But um, I got to a point where it's like, I like food. I love my family. I like food. I love being alive. I like food. I love being energized and successful and happy with myself and feeling like the best version of myself possible. I like food. I love myself. So everything is relative in life, you know, and we've been fed this steady line of bullshit about food our whole lives about, you know, it's just, it's never ending food, you know, and I love food as much as anyone, you know, but it's like, you know, again, when you start putting things in perspective, we always learn through contrast. And so, yes, food, it's like the most enjoyable thing in the world. Okay. But let's put it next to your lifespan, your quality of life, your relationships, whatever you want to be successful at in your life, because they're intricately related and nothing to do with how you look and everything to do with how you feel about yourself, the energy you have, your health, all that stuff. And so that I love food too much thing. Um, it's bullshit. 99% of the time, you know, it's just this bullshit you've been conditioned to believe. Um, and it, again, it, it's just an idea that exists on its own usually. And so we can't just say, I love food. We need to make it relevant because do you love your health? Well, maybe not. You know, do you love your mobility? Maybe, maybe not. I, I got, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer to this, but what I'm saying is that to have that, that love of food so much that you think you have is probably not accurate, you know, because when you compare it to other things that it's depriving you of, that you may love more, your health, your longevity, your relationships, your moods, your success. You may not love it as much, you know? Always start a Monday on a new diet. Yeah, right? Always start a Monday on a new diet and weigh yourself daily. Yep. Always the Monday thing. Is this live or recording? It's live. Um, team carbs. 
I'm team carbs too. Tar carbs was my biggest challenge to, to shift and change, no doubt. Five bagels, two cream cheese. <laughs> guess what I eat for breakfast? I'm going to guess bagels and cream cheese every day. <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was recording. Oh no. I'm so hungover. Help. Oh, hangovers. I do not miss those. I used to be the binge drinker and I hate it. Hated it. I'm so glad not to do that anymore. God almighty. Someone just told me to drink pickle juice. Are you being serious? <laughs> Wait, someone told you to drink pickle juice? Maybe, maybe it'll help. Uh. Toasted bagel with cream cheese is on a roll today, though, too. So I don't know. I don't know if she's joking or they're joking or, or what. Can weight loss or intermittent fasting cause a temporary increase in blood sugar and worse symptoms? Oh, that's interesting. Can weight loss or intermittent fasting cause a temporary increase in blood sugar? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I have not heard that. I don't know why why that would happen, but the body's a weird thing. <laughs> uh, TikTok challenge. Disagree. 73 years with a bad relationship with food, trying hard to change habits with Ozempic. Um, I don't know what you disagree with, but good luck with the Ozempic. Um, bad relationship with food. Yeah, that's at the core of it, right? I mean, that's, that's everyone's challenge, you know? It's not... I never blame anyone for this. I and mean, we live in a culture... You know, I mean, we live in a culture that is, there's so much coming at you. Think about this, right? How much, I always think the obesity conspiracy is three things. The food companies, the diet companies, they're one and the same, by the way. You know, all the big diet companies you're referencing on how to lose weight are all owned by big food companies. Oh, you didn't? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company, owns onions, pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast, owned by the same company, owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So a lot of the things you're referencing are all just bullshit. You know, they just get you coming and going. Um, and then the third piece is the medical establishment. I love doctors, but I think we all agree the medical establishment's really built on treating symptoms, not on finding cures. And there's lots of money to be made on you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy by the medical establishment. So we get this tsunami, never-ending tsunami, right? Imagine a never-ending looping tsunami coming at us, trying to get us to overeat, to be unhealthy, to be unhappy, because there's just tons of money being made that way. You know, and so, yeah, it affects all of our relationships with food, you know. Hey, thanks, Mandy. I see you there. Um, even to the point, just one sample of that is just emotionally. People never learn how to deal with their emotions in a genuine way. You learn to use food as your main emotional management strategy, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. So, yeah, 73. I mean, you got the right focus, you know, the relationship with food. Um, the problem with changing your habits with Ozempic, and I'll tell you this because I have some people in the program that are on Ozempic. But, but again, it's a much more strategic approach they're using. Because to be honest, TikTok challenged, I'm going to guess this. I don't know you. I could be totally wrong. If I am, let me know. But I'm going to guess you have no idea how to even influence your habits. Most people have no idea about the habits. They just kind of have a sense of what they are, and then they're going to use their willpower to try and change them. You have no idea the neuroscience of habits. You have no idea about kind of like all the studies they've done on how to change habits effectively. You probably have no idea about your conscious, subconscious mind because your subconscious mind runs all of your habits. That's why weight loss is hard for most people because you're trying to willpower. You're trying to fight against all your automated behaviors and you can do it for a day or a couple weeks maybe and then you fall back in your regular behaviors. So, you know, the Ozempic can be helpful in that sense that um, I think that's the smartest approach for Ozempic. You know, I'm not talking about type 2 diabetics. I'm talking about people who want to lose weight. You take this shit and um, it helps with the food noise for some people. It helps with the food noise because it makes you feel nauseous around food. Just so we're clear. But for some people, that's a little bit of a break. And so now they think, okay, well, now I'm going to do this stuff, um, which isn't the worst idea if you're doing it strategically. But um, anyways, this must be young people because when you're older, food affects salt, sugar, inflammation. I'm not sure what that's refer referencing. How long until I see results? Um, how long until I see results? You can see results instantly. Instant results. is uh, You get instant results with program yourself then. After I eat with Hashimoto, I just freeze. Have to put on a jacket. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, but, it, you know, here's the thing, too. I always want to say this to people because we don't get this. With the diet industry, you're, oh, man, there's just so many layers of bullshit that they install into our brains. But one of them is this idea that one plan is going to work for everyone. Right? One plan, oh, you would need to lose weight? Do keto. What if I don't like to eat meat? What, what if I like eating vegetables and carbs and stuff like that? Nope, nope. You just got to eat meat. Got to eat meat. It's like this one-size-fits-all solution is fucking goofy. The goofiness. There's so many people. There's so many... Phil, I'm all worked up today. 
don't know what's going on. Some days, you know, I talk about this stuff every, I've been doing this for 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. Some days it's just like, I don't know. It, it bums me out. It's always a bummer. I, it bums me out. You know, the number one um, cause of preventable death is, is weight related, you know? And it's like, it, it's, we, we think about weight so often. I want to look better and look better. I agree. Look better. But it's like, this is the thing that's literally probably going to have the biggest impact on how long you live, how long you're alive, how your quality of life while you're alive. You know what I mean? Like it's so serious. And yet we, we, we approach it so just casually. You, you think about it all the time. I know you think about it all the time, but it's still casual. Like, like to just bring it right to the point. I know no one likes when I say this, but you know, you're on here. You don't even want to lose weight. Most of you don't take this personally because it's like, if you're going to actually lose weight and live at your goal for the rest of your life, you got to figure out what's the, what's the big problems, right? The big problem is that you don't, isn't that you don't know what to eat. The big problem isn't the food noise. The big problem is that you're not really motivated to lose weight. You, you wish you'd lose weight. You think about it all the time. You don't really want to. That's the core problem, you know? And that's because you primarily think it was looking better. Um, I've been using a 12-step recovery to change my relationship with food so hard. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. My experience is the the 12-step approach to food has not worked well. From Now, again, I, I'm biased because I always get people that, that hasn't worked for them, right? As they show with me. But I can see why. I personally believe that that food addiction, if we want to go there, which let's, why not? Well, let's call it at least some aspect of weight loss is overcoming a food addiction or at least managing it, right? Can we agree with that? And so I find though that it's interesting because you can't take that that alcohol, drug, gambling approach to it because you can stop those things completely. You can abstain from them. So the abstinence model doesn't work so much with food. And I know it's a little different, but it's very, very black and white. And, and I don't know. I haven't seen it work well for people and because it's so strict. And they've done enough studies to find that strict dieting, strict approaches to food, um, are, are uh, they rarely work. You know what I mean? Like they just, they cause blowback effects. Um, the stricter you are, you know, typically the worst results you're ultimately going to get. They got names for it. I mean, there's literally counter counter-regulatory effect. Look it up. The what the hell effect. It's specific for dieters. And um, so I could see that. Yeah. The, the 12 steps. So I have not seen it work well. I was going to get an Ozempic. However, it's a lifelong thing. I'm not going to do it now. Oh, yeah. It's a lifelong thing for sure. And um, it makes you feel sick, folks. I mean, it's not a miracle cure. Just so you know, I have clients on it. It's some people it, it does help a lot for sure. But m the average is it's, it's, it's not this miracle. And what's it do? It helps for, and again, it's, it's a, it's to increase insulin production. That's what it was for, for type 2 diabetics to start producing more insulin. It helps your, your pancreas do that. And so again, you have to understand it, it never, it doesn't really solve the problem, you know? So, so why do people use it for dieting? Because it helps with the food noise. It helps your, your you know, your, your appetite signaling in your brain. Um, but food noise, you know the main thing affecting your food noise in your head? It's, it's weight, it's food commercials and the way you think. You are in your head all day long. You have an internal dialogue and this impacts your weight more than anything else. Your mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight. More important than your genetics, your hormones, your insulin resistance, your menopause, Hashimoto's, all of it. Your, your mindset's more important than all of those things. And so the Ozempic thing, this idea that you're gonna be on this, plus if you get it, if you start taking Ozempic when you're obese, you lose the weight, now it's not insurance covered and now it's $2,000 a month forever. I don't know. I don't, I mean, the Ozempic thing is, it's crazy. How do you feel about intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting seems fine. I mean, listen, it's a tactic. You know what I mean? Like, like this is what you've been, you've been fed a steady diet. It's a tactics to lose weight. Think about it. Every single diet is one tactic. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat for 16 hours. Um, don't uh, eat meat. Don't eat vegetables. <laughs> don't eat fat. Don't eat sugar. Uh, count your points. It, it's literally, it's it, just eat Mediterranean food. It's always one tactic that you can easily understand. And then the hard part is, the, the part of losing weight that's hard is not knowing what to do. It's getting yourself to do it consistently. And you never learn how to do that, ever. What diet is teaching you how to get yourself to do it? Every diet is a plan that says, okay, here, do this. And then you're left to yourself to try and get yourself to do it. And you have no strategy to do it. No strategy at all. So intermittent fasting... First of all, the idea that you have to do it for 16 hours is bullshit, okay? Um, I intermittent fast, I backed in, it wasn't originally intermittent fasting for me, but I backed into it and it was like, you know, it started off like 10 hours, then 12 hours, now it's about 13 hours. So intermittent fasting is just a, a sneaky way to reduce calorie consumption, 
Okay, that's all weight loss is. It's reducing your average calorie consumption over time consistently. And so intermittent fasting is one way to do this. And so if you like doing it, great. You know what I mean? That's super. What's more important than the intensity of losing weight quickly ought to be the consistency of keeping it off long term. But um, so intermittent fasting, I, I use it and I like it. It's one little tactic in a whole network of tactics and that I'm using as my overall strategy to master my weight. Because intermittent fasting without any mindset support, um, lifestyle support, emotional support, you probably won't stick with it long, you know? Because again, it's this all or nothing thing, all or nothing, always all or nothing with a weight loss, you know? So I, I like aspects of it. Anytime, I, I like intermittent fasting before bed too. I think the, the longer you can make the window between when you stop eating and when you go to bed, the longer that window, I think the better. You know, and, and so I like a lot of things about intermittent fasting. What I don't like is this idea like, oh, you just got intermittent fast as if it's just one answer. You're a complex human being. You're just going to have one tactic that's going to solve all this for you. I know you want to believe that. And that's what you've been conditioned to believe that it's just going to be one, one little tactic, one little diet that's going to fix everything. But it's not. You need a comprehensive approach to master your weight, in my opinion. You know, that's why I think Program Yourself Thin is the most comprehensive weight mastery program. Hear what I just said, first of all. Comprehensive weight mastery. I don't give a fuck if you can lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and then put it all back on. I want you to keep the weight off for good. <laughs> that's up, Mandy. I'm doing better. I'm doing good. Uh, I swear you helped me so much. I feel so much better physically and especially mentally. That makes me happy. That's what I want. That's what I want for you. Um... Thrive is mind-blowing. I already lost two pounds in one day. We changed a couple of habits. Amazing. That's awesome, Andy. I'm really happy to see you in the program. So I'm so excited. Um, th that's really the fun one, you know, I, and, and I'm glad you took that offer too because it's crazy, crazy deal. But yeah, I'm super, I, I can't wait to keep working with you, Mandy. So I'm glad you, you did that. Um, Mandy, Semby, water weight, <laughs> toasted bagel and cream cheese. Just dropping dumb shit in here this whole time. Are you drinking or something? That's right. No devil's fat cells once. Oh, scary. Food noises are real. Let me see this. Um, and I'm getting these. I'm going to get to the questions quicker here. Food noises are a real struggle for me. Down eight pounds in one month, 52 more to lose. Yeah, great job, Kimberly. Yeah, food noise is a struggle for everyone. You know what I mean? Like that in, it, but, but the food noise is just one, it's one um, flavor of that internal dialogue that's mat, that's controlling your weight. You know, do you know you have a voice in your head that you, do you know that? Like, this is what's crazy to me, right? So I'm a hypnotist. And so we always have a saying that you're always your best or worst hypnotist. Um, you know, that, that, that you're always in your head talking to yourself, like literally all the time. And a lot of that, a lot of that talking is commercial jingles, right? Um, it's, it's being mean to yourself. It's, it's how, how do I lose weight? What's wrong with me? How can I stick to a plan? And you're constantly thinking. And that thinking is is controlling your weight more than anything. And so the food noise is one flavor of that thinking. And so, you know, yeah, I, I think it's great they found something that can just automatically help with food noise, I guess. You know what I mean? But I don't think, I, this is my feeling. And come check me out in five years. I'll still be here doing the same shit. But I bet in five years, Ozempic won't be some miracle cure because it will have run its bullshit course. You tell me, I mean, how long you folks been trying to lose weight for and how many miracle things have there been and how many have panned out? Yeah, you know what I mean? None. And so why would this be any different? It's just another bunch of bullshit from the diet industry and the pharmaceutical companies um, just to sell you some bullshit for a while until it finally comes proven that, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it gives you this problem. It's, uh, it's, it, there's no one answer to this shit. I'm sorry. Small example to know what you are talking about, please. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I'm sorry. Ask it again and I'll answer it. Is it true that when you tan weight, when you tan weight, you get more fat cells, but when you lose weight, they don't die? Yeah, you don't get... I'm not sure what tan weight means, but you don't lose fat cells. They just shrink. You keep the same number. I'm doing it old-fashioned way, just eating less and exercise, no meds. Yeah, Kimberly, that's great. Add some mindset stuff to it. So by the way, let me mention this while I'm at it. Because I know, I promise you, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not getting to it today. This is a good, good, good one. It's a little different than normal, but please go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session I give you all. Okay, it's called the New Thin Me. It's a, it's a weight loss kickstart session. It'll help you clarify and connect to the goal weight you know, ideal person you want to be. And it's very motivating in a unique way that you probably have not experienced. But as soon as you sign up for that, I also give you a training three steps to master your weight. That That's the goal. It's about a half hour. Kimberly G, if you're doing it the old fashioned way, please watch this. Okay. Because it'll give you a lot of mindset and lifestyle pieces that you're probably missing. And it'll make everything else so much easier. 
you know, and it's funny you said that because I got a new training. I've got, I will have it this week for all these who listen to me. I, um, it's called the, the weight mastery pyramid. This is my favorite training I've ever done. Um, that, that will be, I'll give that to everyone on my email list too. My email list is the shit folks. I will help you for free. Yes, I have a program you can invest in, but I will also help you for free. This is a mission for me. So if you want to lose weight, please go get the hypnosis. Just sign up and get on my email list and I will help you. But great job, Kimberly. I think that's a great approach. Have you written a book or anything? I would love to read it. I am working on a book right now and um, I will let you all know about it when I have it because I cannot wait to get the book out. Um, it's gonna be great. They're all fad dieting as a fad, as a lifestyle changes forever. Yeah, exactly, Janet. Lifestyle changes forever. It's true. That's what you gotta focus on. Yeah, feel better, number one. Exactly. I struggle with eating for fuel instead of fun. I get that, Sophie. It's a struggle at first, you know, but but here's the thing. And this is what, this is like one of the main mindset pieces I like to put into my program yourself thing clients and everyone really, um, is that it's about practicing. You know, like this is another diet thing that you've been sold this bullshit that you're going to start on a Monday and just be perfect. Why? Because you decided to be perfect? Is that how that works? Oh, well, let's just tell everyone. Let's tell athletes. Oh, you want to be perfect? You want to never miss a shot again? You just have to decide never to miss a shot again. Do you know what I mean? I can't think of another area in life that you just start and you think you're going to be perfect because of why? Because you want it? Because you want to lose weight, so now you're just going to be perfect while you're eating? It's it's the goofiest shit I've ever seen. And it's goofier when you take into account that you've tried this hundreds of times. You've tried to just be perfect with your eating and lose weight, and it hasn't lasted. And so now it's like, okay, time to try and lose weight. What should we do? Well, let's do the same shit that hasn't worked a thousand other times. So what's the alternative? That you start practicing being thin and healthy. You know, So at least now you've got fuel and fun, like a concept in your mind. How can I get better at eating for fuel? That's what this, That's where the eating structures came out of, the, the, the five days clean, two days of pleasure. Because everyone starts, oh, I, I lost it on the, on the pleasure eating days. Well, yeah, great. You learn more about how to eat for pleasure, though, and next month, next week you do better. This idea of doing better is just so foreign when it comes to weight loss, right? It's just the all or nothing mindset. Oh, I decided to start my plan now, so I'm going to be perfect. They estimate you make over 200 food decisions a day. So you just, what, because today's Monday, now you're just going to make all perfect food decisions? What, what does that even mean? How are you thinking about anything if that's what you think? It's, it's weird. Now, again, I'm not picking on you. I'm trying to point out the ridiculousness of a diet, you know? To, the, to get to the final point, I want to make sure that I say this, is that the ridiculousness of the diet, because I don't want you beating yourself up. I know you're sitting there and you think you, you take your weight as a personal shortcoming. You think there's something wrong with you. That's why you're not losing weight. You don't have the willpower. You're addicted to food. You're too lazy. You just don't motivate enough. Whatever you think. It's not true. You have not been given a comprehensive, legitimate strategy to master your weight. Even the goal in of itself. The fact that you're just so obsessed with losing weight as opposed to mastering your weight is the first kind of clue that you're on the wrong path. 100% the wrong path. You're not the wrong person. There's nothing wrong with you. You're on the wrong fucking path. Can't make it any clearer than that. And I can't make it any easier to get on the right path again. I do this shit every day and I tell people, go get the hypnosis session and I email you every day, positive, encouraging, supportive stuff, kind of conditioning you to think this way. It's all free. And only a small percentage of people do it, which isn't surprising to me because I've been doing this for a while. But if you are even remotely serious, folks, go get that session. I mean, I don't know what I could do. I don't want to take anything that will make me feel bad. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Then that's, listen, the Ozempic thing, that's just, that's just where we're at now. So we, what we do know is that you'll take Ozempic and if it works the way you want it to, you will feel nauseous all the time. That's what you're, that's what you're signing up for. Okay. And, um, and that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenarios in three years, they find out, oh shit, this causes some kind of weird fucking thing in your body. Cause they don't know it's new. It's a pretty intense medicine. So anyways, I'm not saying it does anything bad. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's not the worst thing in the world, but we don't know where it's going to go. It's new. And again, the best case scenario is that you feel nauseous all the time. That's how you want to do it? That's how you want to lose weight? Take a $2,000 a month medication that makes you feel nauseous. You guys, I'm not going to like, I just want to eat three good meals and call it a day. My mom takes it, is type 2, has lost 15 pounds, but low dose. Made her sick at first. Yeah. Yep, yep. I like eating points. Mental reprogram. What if you had a good day? Do you go back to a day you had a challenge? Two-minute bed? Um, Bailey, no. Listen, there's two types of redo techniques, right? There's the redo something that you're not happy with how you behaved, and there's the install one, okay? And so, yeah, you can redo, right? And you had a great day. You can just look at something and want to do it better. 
You know what I mean? So it's not about judging yourself. It's not that. It's saying like, it could be anything. Like, oh, maybe, and again, so there's two different things. So you say, well, I went for a walk today. I wish I went for a 20-minute walk instead of a 10-minute one. And you imagine yourself doing that, you know? Or you didn't go for a walk. And you say, I wish I went for a walk today at noontime. And you imagine yourself doing that. Don't You don't have to go back to other days. Although I spent a year, well, probably more than that. I remember I go, used to go back in time this is a little out of, out of scope here for what we're talking about, but I used to go back and things that kind of stick in your craw. You know, you have memories and experiences from the past that still stick with you like they do now. People say shitty things to you or do shitty things to you or just weird things happen you're not happy with. You can go back and redo those, you know, and that, that's kind of a fun thing to do as well. But, um, yeah, but so you get that, Bailey. Like, there's the two types and you can do either one. And again, you can, you can act well and you could want to act better. You know what I mean? So it's really about looking at your day if there's something egregious, do that, obviously. But but the, the real point of the redo technique is to step into your ideal self. And we're coding it two different ways. You code the way today happened, you know how it happened. So it, it's, it's in your brain differently. And so we want to use that freshness of what happened and that belief in what happened and then install this ideal version of you in that context. So we can do that. Again, obviously, something egregious, we do that. But even if something was going like, like it was going well, but you're like, I, w- I could have done that a little bit better, like, like that sort of thing. And then if there's something you didn't do that you wanted to do, you could install it. Okay, so I hope that helps you out. Great question, though. Um, almost like reprogram minds to do what is needed. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Karen? Um, hi, do you think apple vinegar in the morning or dandelion juice is helpful for detoxing? Um, I'm going to be completely honest, Mermaid, and don't take this personally, but I think, I think all that stuff, you're like completely missing the point. Um, of that. I really do. Apple, apple vinegar, dandelion juice, um, acai berries, any, any berries, any things found in the rainforest, any vinegar, like, like none of that shit is going to do it for you. I'm not saying it can't help a little bit. Okay. I'm not saying that, but it's like, you know, it's putting a, you know, a a bandaid on a bazooka wound. You you know what I mean? Like, like that's not going to fix what what you guys want to fix with your weight and your health. My biggest struggle is hunger before bed. Oh, I get that, Kimberly. Okay. So here's the deal, right? There's a couple ways of dealing with that. Um, one is you can do it strategically. If, if you're really hungry, genuinely, y- you can eat something. You know what I mean? What I would suggest, though, is something fibrous, an apple, some fruit, something um, healthy, celery, carrots. You know, that that's ideal. You know what I mean? Um, you could get used to the hunger again. I don't know where your hunger is at, so let me frame this very specifically. I, I don't think you should ever feel like you're starving. Again, program yourself that we use a, a hunger scale because knowing your hunger is very important. You should never feel like starving, starving, obsessed with food, hunger, pain, starving level. You don't want to be that way. Um, a little bit of hunger, I think, is good. That's normal. That's the feeling of weight loss, literally. If you're going to lose weight, you're going to feel a little hungry, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think staying staying present with hunger is a very enlightening exercise to go through. Um, so I'm going to say this. Assuming if if it's a mild hunger, it might be stay with it, stay present with it. Say, okay, it's not too bad. I'll go with it. I'm losing weight. Great. If it's an intense hunger, figure out some strategies of what you can do before bed. You don't want to be starving. All right. Um, is feeling hungry normal while on a calorie deficit? How much? Yeah, I just answered that. Right. Yeah, it's totally normal. Totally, totally normal. Um, and again, part of it's physical and part of it's mental, folks. Again, you don't realize this, but the, the real challenge with weight loss is not the fact that the food's so good and saying no to it's hard. That, that's a part of it. It's not the hunger. It's that you're changing up your automated behaviors. So even when you experience hunger, some of it's physical, but most of it's mental and emotional. You know, because it's like if you... I'll give you an example. I, I, maybe you guys like this, maybe you won't. I don't know. But um, I like this this example. But you don't know what thumb you are. Right, you've never thought that term ever in your life. You have no idea what thumb you are. If I asked you, which is your dominant thumb, you have no clue. But if I ask you to clasp your hands together like this and do this, right? Don't just watch this. Do it because it's important that you feel it. But clasp your hands together, and now you know. Okay, for me, it's my right thumb. Okay, now there you go. Now you've never thought about that in your life. You have no shit. You don't care what thumbs on top. You've never thought about that. Okay, but what I want you to do is I want you to put your hands back the other way so the other thumb is on top. Okay, so do that. You got to do it. It's going to make it more meaningful. And so now when you do it this way, now you don't give a shit which thumbs on top. You don't even know which thumbs on top. But now this feels weird, doesn't it? This feels normal and right. This feels weird. So listen, when you're changing up your eating, when you're changing up your behaviors that are going to help you lose weight, it's not just that like, oh, I love the food and I can't eat it. It's that it just feels weird. It's different. You don't realize how much of your behavior and how you think and how you feel is dependent on doing the same stuff. 
that your brain is a prediction machine. It's predicting the future. That's its main job. And it wants to maintain the status quo because that's how it predicts things more accurately. And so we're built to do what we did. We're built to live our lives on autopilot, especially our eating. And so all of a sudden you say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat ice cream at night anymore. I've been doing it for the last five years, but tonight I'm not going to do it. Well, guess what? It feels like this weird level. Oh, it feels weird. And that weird feeling, your brain starts interpreting and says, oh, this is weird. Oh, you know what? Because because I'm really hungry. I'm, I'm wicked hungry now. And oh, this is weird. I don't know if I can do it. And then your brain starts playing tricks on you. And a lot of it's just because it's weird. It's different. I, I show this to you because this is, again, programming yourself thing goes right at that angle. Your behaviors are automated. That's why I say my goal for you is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Listen, on near autopilot. I want you to reprogram your subconscious mind so that it naturally and automatically does the things that keeps you at your goal weight. What you're doing to try and lose weight is you're consciously trying to fight against your subconscious mind. You're trying to take over all of your automated behaviors. Your eating is all automated. You eat the same shit day after day, week after week. People do not even know this. You think it's always different. It's not. You're eating at the same times of days, the same places, the same foods. And it's just running over on a pattern. And now you go on a diet and you're trying to consciously take control of all that. Like a diet, the, the, the real way to think about a diet more accurately is it's like if you woke up tomorrow and you said, ah, you know what, today I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand. Then I'm going to use my phone with my other hand that I normally do. Now you can do it. You can do it if you think about it a lot, but it takes lots and lots of thought. Do it with your brushing teeth. You'll get halfway through brushing your teeth and you're going to find yourself irritated and annoyed and pissed off because it's taking more energy to do it. You're designed to be on autopilot. And when you go on a diet, you're trying to be conscious about every little thing you're doing and it's overwhelming. And this is why you can't stick with it. But yeah, being hungry is normal. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see, let's see. What's up, Marcy? Marcy and Karen here. Program yourself then has been the program which has been an all-rounder. It's a change for life. That's right, Mandy. I'm so excited for your book. So am I. So am I. And I got it's it's gonna be, it's coming out quick. I got it. I got all the content ready. So I just gotta format it. I heard this years ago. If you eat out more than twice a week, it's a necessity, not a privilege. If you eat out more than twice a week, it's a necessity, not a privilege. That's interesting. I'm not sure what that means. What is that? I'm not sure exactly. How I get the total meaning of that. I mean, I've never heard that. I'm right there for your book. So excited. So am I. I'm so excited about it. Um. Oh, thanks, Karen. I'm so grateful for you, Jim. You really changed my life. I'm going to click on that because I always like to take screenshots in here when I get nice people saying things to me. Um, wait, his name is Jim. <laughs> I listen to the session often. I love the emails. Thanks, Nicole. I appreciate that. <laughs> toasted bagel cream cheese. So I think the toasted means she's toasted. Toasted on, on some drinks or something while she eats bagel with cream cheese. I don't know. But O'Reilly, is that... I'm from New England. Is that everywhere? Because... You, that just kind of hits on my kids sing that my kids used to sing that every single time we went anywhere thank god they outgrew that <laughs> if that messes up your stomach doesn't that mess up your flora probiotic that you need yep do you think that oh do you think that parasites in your body are a real thing um i do think the parasite things are real for sure i think the more important part is um is your your microbiome you know which i never don't talk about a lot you know but it's pretty interesting for everyone on here, I started a week ago. This program's a game changer. Go get it. Yeah, thanks, Bailey. I appreciate you saying that. Um, couldn't agree more. This has changed my thinking so much. The only first week. Yeah, and, and that's the cool thing, guys, because the cool thing about this approach is it builds on top of itself. You know, again, programming yourself thin is like, it's all about consistency. No one, you know, people say, oh, my problem is consistency. Okay, well, if your problem's consistency, how are you going to develop it? By starting keto tomorrow? By starting intermittent fasting tomorrow? Wait, you know what I mean? Like, those aren't ways to build up consistency. Like, like doing something extreme is not a good strategy to build a consistency. Like, <laughs> I find in my life, like it's a bit of my work life that, and I'm joking kind of in a sense, but it's like the most profound things sometimes are like obvious, but you just never think about them. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know that. And that's why I get on here just to kind of say obvious things that like, no, no shit. But it's like, we never think them automatically, right? Like, like clearly your biggest problem with losing weight is that you can't be consistent. You're, you're struggling to be consistently eating healthier, less calories, consistently struggling to live a healthier lifestyle. That, that's the main problem, right? <laughs> Can you give me some hearts if you think that's your main problem? It's not that you don't know what to do, right? You could always kind of refine that better and better. But, but the main thing is you, you can't get yourself to consistently do the things you know you should, right? So how do you develop consistency? 
start a plan where you stop eating carbs tomorrow? Like completely. <laughs> like start a plan where you try to eat 1200 calories. Like, you know what I mean? Like you pick the fucking hardest thing to be practice consistency at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the consistency is the hardest thing. So you choose a strategy. That's the hardest thing to have consistency with. Right now we compare it to program yourself then. Okay. Smart guy. What do you, how do you build consistency in your program? Okay. Well, I know the first thing is that you're going to probably forget you're even on a diet tomorrow. So it's like, I know what you're going to do though. I don't know you. And I know, I know what you're going to do tomorrow morning. I know you're going to look at your phone when you wake up. And when you look at that phone, there's going to be a message from me and you're going to click on it. It's going to bring you a five minute hypnosis session. Can you listen to a five minute hypnosis session in the morning? Relax, calm down, hear all this positive shit. Each session has a weight loss mantra in it. Can you do that? for eight weeks every day, right? How's that for building consistency? Is that easier? Do you think you could do that one? Imagine you get eight weeks. Wow, every morning I've done this. Holy shit, it's become a habit. Oh my God. Wow, I practice being consistent. Holy shit, look, I, I can be consistent. My consistency muscle isn't broken. I can be consistent. Wait, it was because the diets are goofy. <laughs> I, just needed, I just needed a better strategy. That's me. That's what I think about your whole weight loss in general is that you don't realize how fucking stupid the diets are because you've we've all been millions, millions of ads our whole lives. Diet before or after picture this long to this long. Let's do it. Let's just do it now. And it's like this way of thinking about weight loss. Thanks, Don. Um, this way of thinking about weight loss is so broken and you can't think of any other way about it. You know, it's such a bummer. Um, but if you can get outside, that's why I say like you're in a mental prison. You know, it's a dieting mindset and you're trapped in it. But the good news is that the, the, the warden, the jailer left the door open. You can just walk out, you know, stop thinking like a dieter, start thinking like a thin, healthy person. And I help you do that. Again, I don't know. There's not much more I can do. <laughs> I mean, I give you this hypnosis session. I give you this training, which is all shit. You never think of in this way. You know, I give you emails every day that just give you, put thoughts in your head that you're never going to think on your own. Cause where are you getting positive, supportive information, encouragement and conditioning? Where you tell me who? What, just more bullshit? Because everything in the diet industry is fucking bullshit. What, that, and you know why it's bullshit? Listen, the doctors that get out there, intermittent fasting's not bullshit. But you know what's bullshit? Is the people selling intermittent fasting that make it seem like that's the only way that you can succeed. That's the bullshit, you know? It's like cutting carbs out isn't bullshit. But cutting carbs down 100% and that's the only way, that's bullshit. Count points isn't bullshit, but the only way you can lose weight is if you count points. That's bullshit. You know, like there's no one size fits all. You have to create a plan that's built for you. I know no one wants to hear that because it's easier to say, oh, just give me the plan. I'll just follow it. No, you won't. You got to create a plan that's built for you, works for you. That's, that's the secret, you know? I cry eating celery, laugh eating bagels and cream cheese. Toasted bagel. <laughs> I was trying to say dumber shit. But you're succeeding. <laughs> so I'll give you that. Uh, so it does feel weird, right, Marty? That's yeah, weird. That was a great example. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Janet. Uh, that's funny. Let's see what we got here. I haven't thought about being in a diet since I started the program. It's so wonderful. Yeah, Marty, that's the key, right? When you stop with the, you don't realize how much, you, what people are with their weight loss, they're very conditional, right? So like they'll do the crazy plan as long as they're losing weight. And the second you step on that scale and it hasn't gone down or only went down a little bit or God forbid you put a little on, it, forget it, you're off, you know? So again, back to that consistency thing, you can't even create a plan that fits for you or figure out how your body works or really develop a strategy and a plan that's custom made for you because you never give yourself enough time. I always say this, dieters think about weight loss in terms of days, weeks, and maybe months. And weight masters think of their weight in terms of years, decades, and forever. The, the difference is, is all the difference, you know? Um, Tony Robbins, let me, he, I love this question. He used to say, he'd say like, imagine like you had your kid and you're going to teach them to walk. How long would you give them to walk? Like how long would you let them learn how to walk for you? So that's it. You're done. You're all done. You're not, you stupid. You're never going to learn how to walk. Right. And it's a, it's a funny question. She would never, right. You go into They're going to keep practicing until they walk. And now you compare that attitude with how you approach weight loss. And I think you're going to find that you're very conditional. You know, if you're not getting the results, it's very difficult for you to keep going. And so you never really learn how to do it. So that's great, great, Marcy. What's your take on supplements like magnesium or protein pulver? Um, my take on supplements in general is that I like to get all, everything I need from the foods I'm eating. And um, I don't really know enough about supplements to say no. I know enough to say that most of the time supplements are being sold by people that are bullshitting you, you know? So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I don't take any supplements. Um, so I just, I don't believe them. I, I'm not saying they're not useful, but I will say this. If, you're, if your dieting, eating isn't cleaned up and optimal, 
then fuck those supplements. You know, unless you can't, you know what I mean? But I would say clean up your diet first, clean up your lifestyle first, you know, and then then at that point, if you want to do supplements, go knock yourself out. Um, but that means eating out. You have to do it years ago. Eating out was some, something you did to celebrate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yep, yep. I say agree. I will say this, Jim. You've given me a new life, and I truly mean this. Thank you for helping. You're welcome, Andy, and I know that. That's why I love working with you. Um, would you recommend writing an eating journal in order to know your automatic behavior? Yeah, Mermaid, I would recommend that. I like the eating journals. I like tracking your eating as a calibration tool, you know, so not something to do. Um, geez, my electronics run out of power. Uh, not something to do forever. I think counting calories forever for most people sucks, you know, it's just, it's hard, it's tedious and they don't want to do it. Um, but, uh, I think as a, as a calibration tool, cause most people are way bad at estimating how much calories they're consuming. So I think spending a week or so and just kind of like, you know, average things you're eating, track what you're eating, see where the calories there are just to kind of cleanse the lenses of perception. You have a clear idea. So I do recommend that. I think that's a good one. And I like the way you're framing that mermaid exactly to know your automatic behavior. That's exactly right. Because most of your eating is just automatic week in and week out. Um, can't wait to wake up and listen to them. Yeah, Marcy, right? And plus, Marcy, as well, I'm going to, um, because I know some of you just started that, and I'll do this for you too, um, Karen, is I'll get you guys a week access to the coaching calls. So if you want to kind of hook up with me and ask any questions, I'll work directly with you too. Um. <laughs> bagel cream cheese is going to toast a bagel. Listen to hypnosis. Um, that'd be interesting. I, that would be interesting to me, you wise guy. Because it's like, you know, it's funny you think that. You know, the pleasure of food you get, you think of it as so, like, you you like most people think we live on reality. We, we don't live reality. There's reality, then we interpret it, and then we experience it. You know, so it, to, in essence, we make up our own reality. So even bagels, right? You think bagels and cream cheese are the greatest thing in the world. But it's very interesting. If you eat a bagel and cream cheese mindfully... And then you stay mindful of the effects it has on you, you know, over the next 15 minutes. Go ahead and do that, wise guy. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you might, you might wise guy yourself right out of liking bagels and cream cheese. <laughs> Jimmy, program works and it's great. Please share your reading list. Thanks. Oh, reading list. Yeah, I, uh, shit. I'm going to write that down right now on this. Uh, and trust me, when I write it down, when I write it down on this thing, it's, uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> It's like the Ten Commandments with Moses there, um, but I'm you know I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a video I'm gonna make a top top five reading list I'll make a couple of them because I've got just literally hundreds of books top five reading list and I and I get it's funny people ask me this like when I'm doing lives and um, in NLP we talk about being an uptime or downtime. And uptime is like you know what if you're on stage or if you're talking like being on a live's uptime you know and um, downtime is different and it's a different brain states, you know? So people ask me like, Oh, what are your favorite books? And it's just like blanks, you know, it's so weird. Um, but, but I will look into that and I will write that down. So I, because it'll be helpful for you all, but thanks Chuck. I appreciate writing that. Um, please tell me what time are your lives? Lives are usually, um, and bail you too, actually. So if you're just in the program, if you got the, the one without the coach, I'm going to give you coaching for a week, just so you can kind of, if you have any questions, I can t work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, these lives, they're kind of like, I know, I know I got to make them the same time every day. I'm working so hard to make them noon. And, uh, but again, there's another point by the way. And so, you know, I know this stuff. It doesn't mean just cause I know hypnosis. I can just like, I'm just master of my mind. Every little thing I just program it in. But what it does do is it lets me understand myself, you know? So it's like, why is it hard for me to do the same call at noon every day? Um, there's all this subconscious association. There's just all these automated behaviors each day and, and stuff. So, but anyways, I, I try and get to noon. Noon, one o'clock seems to be when they usually start the lives on TikTok. Um, but I am trying to get them more consistent so people can kind of plan for them. I feel like it's harder to lose weight with all the social media programming and such. I would agree with that. I mean, there's so much bullshit. You know, weight loss industry, $65 billion industry. It's a bunch of bullshit. It just is. And not to say like, it's not that like some of the, the tactics and the research is bullshit. Like, cause it's all, there's always like grains of truth in everything. It's like the wrapping of it, that this is the only way you have to do it 100% like this, you know? And it's like, so why? So they could sell the books, so they could sell the supplements, so they could sell their bullshit trainings. And it's like, yeah, the social media stuff's terrible with it, I think. Cause you see the Ozempic thing now. There were the fucking signs behind, well, I've been on Ozempic for this long and I lost this much weight. And, and it's like, that's weight loss in a nutshell. It's this zoomed in, 
how much weight have you lost this week? How much weight have you lost so far? You know? And it's like, listen, the, the strategies that make you lose weight fast are usually the opposite strategies that make you lose weight a long time. Think about that, right? If all you think about is fast weight loss, the only way to achieve really fast weight loss is to do extreme things. Extreme things are usually not sustainable. And so how do you keep the weight off forever? That's how, you know, I lost 50 pounds. I don't even care about that. I've kept it off for 30 years. I've stayed at the same weight for 30 years. I had one blip 12 years ago. That's what you'd also be like, what? What did you just say? 30 years? How'd you do it? That's what you should be focused on. Not the person who gets on social media and says, I lost 30 pounds this month. I know that's what, I, I get it. I understand it. But you have to, you have to condition yourself and remind yourself that I don't give a shit. Someone lost a bunch of weight in a short period of time. I want to know how long they've kept it off. That's all I care about. And that shift alone makes all the difference. You know? Yes, my system has a few strategies like IF, but I feel good, so not a diet decision. Yeah, Don, you hit the nail on the head. Exactly. You know, there's nothing, I don't have a problem with intermittent fasting. I have a problem with just intermittent fasting. I think that's a recipe for failure, to be honest. And so I think the principles of intermittent fasting are very valuable. The principles of keto are really valuable. The principles of everything, usually there's some value in it. But when you start to look for the principles, again, this is all built around Bruce Lee's philosophy. He did, he made, people don't know this, he was a philosopher and a legit martial artist, created his own martial art called Jeet Kune Do. And the philosophy was he would take anything that works and discard the rest. He'd study fencing, boxing, everything. He would take the stuff that worked, discard the stuff that didn't in service of creating his own custom plan that worked for him. And so I always adopt that. That's what we're all doing in Program Yourself Then is creating a plan that works for us. You know, that's why I always joke. I'm not, I'm not going to put, I could have created a diet book just based on what I eat and it would have sold the shit out of it, but it wouldn't have helped anyone because you're not me. You know, here's what I eat. You don't like the same things I like. You don't have the same lifestyle I live, you know? So, um, you got to get yourself out of that mindset and I get it. If someone just gives me the plan, that seems easier, but you have to stop chasing fast and easy because what's fast and easy gotten you? How much weight you're so obsessed with fast and easy weight loss. How much weight you lost last six months? How much weight did you lost last year? Oftentimes when it comes to weight loss, fast and easy means no weight loss, ultimately. So what? I always, I always say this. You get water fast, lose 20 pounds in a month. Oh, good, great. Congratulations. That's awesome. Let's Give me a call in a month. Let's see how things are going. Let's see how you feel next month when you put 18 of it back on. What's the point? I, I, you know what I mean? Like you've got to zoom out and look at the bigger picture. I would let my two kids to walk. That's it. I'm for two days to walk. <laughs> okay, this is embarrassing, but I hide food from my journal. <laughs> like I'll overeat and underreport my journal. Sophie, that's not that's not embarrassing. I, I'm so proud of you for saying that. Because so much, you just hit the nail on the head. The reason weight loss is hard is not because you don't know logically what to do. It's all this stupid fucking emotional stuff. I always say I work in the realm of the stupid because the subconscious mind seems stupid to us. You know Pavlov's dogs, right? Ring a bell, show them food, they salivate. Eventually you can just ring the bell and they salivate. It's like we, the same thing, they've done that experiment with the humans, you know? So that part of our subconscious mind just links things together. It, it, that's, do you understand this? Your conscious mind is logical and rational and knows what you should do, why you should lose weight, tries to get you to do that. That's where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind just links things together. So that's why, oh, it's Monday, started my diet. Okay, great. Everything's going great. I want to I wanna lose weight. I'm going to eat better. And then noontime comes. It's like, oh, maybe I'll get some cookies. How's that happen? If you were a logical being, that thought would never come up. It's your subconscious mind. You're well, it's, it's lunch. We've eaten cookies every day for lunch for the last six years. What's up? It doesn't give a shit. Diet Shmaya. It, it just knows uh, noon, Monday noon, let's eat cookies. You know? And so I'm so glad you said that, Sophie. That's just one example of, yeah, embarrassed that because, and you want to work through that. But again, program yourself. Then we always talk about awareness precedes change. So the fact that you realize you're embarrassed about recognizing what you actually did, I think is a wonderful realization. And now you can go to work on resolving that. You know, and there's a bunch of ways to do that, but great job, you know. Um, look for 100% food-based vitamin supplement. Yeah, sure. Um, so many of us have, I find this, I find journal that triggers bad habits. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The journal can trigger bad habits. Again, you know, like that's what I mean. There's no right or wrong. There's like, test it out, journal. Does it help you? Does it hurt you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's it. It's, it's such a different approach. But if I don't bring it up, I can't fix it. Yeah, so if you're, you're right on the money, but you're good. Again, I don't know. We, we deal with that a lot in the program, the emotions. You know, so much of it's emotions. Embarrassment, shame. Shame, I'm glad you said this, Sophie, because I was just going to make a video on this. Shame, and I know a lot of people feel ashamed of their weight, but that shame is preventing you from fixing it. 
because that shame, she, like if you think about the weight and you feel shame, eventually you just stop thinking about the weight because you avoid the, that's how you avoid the shame. But now you're stuck and you can't change the weight, you know? Um, I used to like the journal to hold me accountable, but this habit has popped up now. Yeah. <laughs> Why is I going to have a bellyache? <laughs> I could have a list. Thanks. Uh, it's rough finding out what works. Honesty is a great start. Yeah, Don, that's exactly right. Now, Don's been working at this too, you know, so it 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 is hard figuring out what works. I guess that's the quiet part that no one wants to say. And that's what I get out here for. That's why, you know, listen, I do this for free so I can say whatever I want. And I promise you, I always make this pledge. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not always right, but I'm never bullshitting you. And I'm going to say the hard things. And the hard things is that there's no fast weight loss that lasts. There's no just one thing you can change and all of a sudden the weight's easy. There's no one plan that's going to fit you perfectly. It's a process, but it's fun. It's a mastery process. You keep growing and evolving and getting better. And it's just, it's it's one of the most fun ways ever to live. <laughs> or I like one slice when I've had the whole thing. Yeah, Sophie, I, I totally get that. Yeah, that, that's really, that's so interesting. So interesting. Thank you for your answers. It's cool to hear somebody who calls out BS bullshit. <laughs> well, I'm glad to do that. Uh, what's wrong with bagels? I think I'm eating healthy, but I probably just am not. Yeah, Sophie, you just hit the nail on the head. That denial thing is so common because exactly for the reason you said. So congratulations. See, that's what, that, that awareness you just had could be that, that huge shift that all of a sudden brings you into a new world. And so, you know, again, it, it's please watch my training. It will help you. Um, it'll help you go from where you're at right now to, to a better place. Um, just giving you shit, I eat them all. <laughs> Do you believe it's better to eat after season? I'm from Sweden. I prefer eating local products. Yeah, I prefer local products too. But um, yeah, it's um, eat what you can. The healthiest that you can get. You know, I always think that way. Yeah, I like the bagels and cream cheese with everything bagel sprinkles. Oh, my kid likes those. Yeah, I think I need to increase protein intake. Yeah, Sophie, there you go. For the coaching, we don't get off work till three. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, till three. I don't know what three-year times. You guys are in the UK, but... Oh, you guys should be fine because uh, I know I have some people in the UK and it's like 8 o'clock their time, p.m. Ozempic um, is another fad diet. Yeah, I think so. I think so, totally. And I know, and I say that because, again, I, I'm not knocking, I, there's a time and a place for all this shit. Um, even surgery, bariatric surgery. But when they first start doing bariatric surgery, they just do the surgery, see you later. You know, and then people put all the weight back on because nothing changed in here. You know, they're better with the therapy now and kind of, you know, the psychology counseling on that thing there. But with Ozempic, there's no psychology counseling. They just give you this crazy medicine and just leave you on your own. It's always just leave you on your own. It's not, it is another fad diet for that reason. Maybe if they used it, like, again, I have some people in my program on it that are using this as an opportunity to really go to the core and come up with strategies and all the rest of it to support them so they can come off it. But to just go on Ozempic, what? Oh, I'm just going to, because that's that diet mindset. Again, you think of your weight loss as a finish line. You think, oh, I'm just going to lose the weight. Yeah, well, then what? You wake up at your goal weight. That Now what? If you keep um, if you keep eating the same shit, you're just going to put the weight back on. You know, I, I can't, I got to get out of here in a minute, so I can't keep talking. Do you like cooking? Um, Not really. I mean, I like cooking occasionally, but I, I like cooking things I know. I like cooking things that are quick and easy, that are healthy for me. Um, I don't really like cooking new recipes that much. I don't like looking up recipes. It's just not my favorite thing. Some point, maybe, you know. I don't hate cooking, but I don't love it. Um, but I'm mostly lazy. Um, do you believe... Oh, yeah, I'm from Sweden. I prefer eating local products. Yeah. After season, I'm going to imagine what you mean is like from out of like not local products. And that, I, I think that's fine. It's not ideal. I mean, again, ideally, I want all my food to be from 15 miles away, you know, but... Would you consider taking a menti under your wing? Yeah, maybe. Shoot me a message, Chuck. Um, I know you've been in the program, so yeah. I, I had a coaching program. You know, last year I, I spent a year certifying coaches and program yourself then. Um, I decided to focus on the program side of it this year and getting out to more people, but that's definitely, it's always something in the background. I've had some people come to me with that, so that's always something I consider as well. Um so if he's not like, yes, that makes no sense. It doesn't make sense, but our behavior doesn't make sense, folks. That's the problem. You know what I mean? That's why you've got to change the way you're approaching this because you're always beating yourself up as if your behaviors make sense. They do not. We all do dumb shit constantly. If we were just logical, rational beings, weight loss would be the easiest thing on the planet. The equivalent would be like if you were like a robot and you just type in what you're going to eat and then you just ate it. Weight loss wouldn't be hard. 
The problem is you intend to eat this and then uh, all of a sudden there's this other part of you compelling you to eat the wrong shit. Well, that other part your subconscious mind and you've got to learn how to impact and influence it and you never do, you know? Um, today is Monday, new day, everyone. True, mentally. Mentally, I have to stay out of the kitchen after I eat. That's fine, Nicole. Everyone's got to have their strategies, you know? Journal keeps me accountable because I don't want to write anything bad in it. <laughs> uh, oh, no, in U.S. Oh, yeah, well, if it's three in the U.S., that's fine then because uh, the pro the calls are at 3 p.m. So that's perfect. Um, oh, you guys are in Delaware? I thought you were in the U.K. for some reason. Now I feel weird. Okay, Delaware. Well, I know all about Delaware. I go to Delaware. Every every summer of my life, I've gone to Delaware. I go to Rehoboth Beach. So, yeah, 3 o'clock's perfect, though. So, yeah, I want to shoot you that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I don't know why I thought you guys were in the UK. That's weird. Maybe because million, I don't know. Anyways, please address alcohol. I drink two ounces daily, eat very healthy, 15 pounds overweight. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the alcohol, again, the, everything in moderation, the alcohol is seeming worse and worse. Um, that could be the 15 pounds right there. You know, I don't know what, how you're drinking it. You know, who knows how it's affecting your body. Um, is Ozempic face real? I guess so. I want to be a coach. Yeah, being a coach is awesome. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, I, I and being a coach as well. I'll, I'll let you guys know about that. If um, I get enough people, I'll, I'll kind of do it. I think I'm a rational person. <laughs> Cut it out. You guys are in Rehoboth? This is crazy. Come on, get out of here. I lived down there one summer with my wife. We, we stayed down there 25 years ago. That's crazy. It's so funny too. And that was even crazier. I'm about to get on a coaching call with another person that lived in lived in uh, Dewey. But uh, isn't that crazy? What a crazy world. Because no one even, you know... Delaware. That's that's so crazy. This is so funny. I can't believe. Um... Oh, Sophie, I'm in the UK, but not sure if others are. Okay, I didn't know that. So I thought I thought these other two they're always on here. So I thought they were on the UK for some reason. Um, and you make sure I join these every time they happen. You do, Morgan. But that's what I'm saying. Make listen. That that's great. But the next thing you can do to make sure you get stuff every day is go to my bio and get the hypnosis session. Watch the training, and then I email you every day. And I got more and more stuff coming out. You guys work on Fenwick Island. This is so crazy. <laughs> you guys, all right. Yeah, get massages. That's awesome. That's so funny. All right. Well, cool. I got to get out of here. But I, I just say that you guys have been fun today. Um, But I got to get out of here. <laughs> Jim, here's a bagel. I eat bagels anyways, by the way. I eat bagels on the weekends, pretty much every single weekend. And I get the special bagels from New York. So, uh, yeah, I, I love bagels. I'm just I'm just busting shops. But um, what's life without a bagel? Right? All right, everyone. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, you too. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll get you that. Will it be today? Yeah, this week. Um, I'll make sure. It'll be great. It'll be cool to see you guys on the coaching call. Um, and I will, uh, I'll get you that at some point. But that's cool. It'll work out perfect. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And we'll talk soon. Bye.